What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to the all-new Disney Plus Informer Podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode 35 for the week of October 16th, 2022. I am your host, Justin Eddy, alongside my co-host, Michelle Beck. Hello. Be sure to follow along each and every week as we keep you updated with all the information you need as we cover Disney Plus, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. Let's get started. In case you missed it this week, Marvel has changed up their theatrical release date calendar, which is going to affect the films, including Deadpool 3, Fantastic Four, Blade, and more. Production on Marvel's Blade has also been delayed as the studio searches for a new director. Marvel's uh, Nova Project is also reportedly going to be released as a special presentation a la Werewolf by Night and the Mm -hmm. upcoming uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, right? Uh, We're going to discuss these stories, let you know what's new on Disney Plus this week, and bring you our top 10 posts in our 10 and 10 News Blast segment where we fill you in on all the Disney Plus happenings in about 10 minutes. All this and more is coming at you next. Welcome everyone, so glad to be back. Let's kick things off with what's new on Disney Plus this week, highlights of which include the premieres of all episodes of Season 2 of Big Shot, Episode 6 of Star Wars Andor, and the final episode of Marvel's She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, on Hulu and Disney Plus in Canada and Australia, another episode of FX's The Patient is now available, along with another episode of Reboot uh, over on Hulu and Disney Plus in the UK and Ireland, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Uh, we've got 20th Century Studios' romantic comedy film Rosalind, starring Caitlin Dever, is now streaming along with Grim Cuddy, the new modern creature feature film. Uh, later in this episode, we're going to give our uh, little review of Rosalind, so be sure to uh, check that out. Uh, but up first, Marvel. And I knew that a lot of this was going to happen. They, <laughs> they Like, when, when all of these were announced, you're like, okay, like, I don't really believe anything you're saying. I believe that they're coming, but I don't believe well, what you're saying. Well, there were some uh, rocky situations with uh, films losing directors, cast not being announced. Big time um, changes. Yeah. Like, all sorts of, it, it, it's a fluid situation with a lot of these uh <laughs> these Marvel uh, releases, but uh, release dates have been changed for in very highly anticipated films. Uh, so give us the rundown, Michelle, of okay. what's uh, not happening anytime soon. So Blade has been moved to September 6, 2024. It was previously scheduled to release on November 3rd, 2023. Deadpool 3, which was just announced, is now moving to November 8th, 2024. It was previously previously scheduled to release on September 6, 2024. Fantastic Four has now been moved to February 14th, 2025. It was originally supposed to release on November 8th, 2024. And then Avengers Secret Wars. That's now moved to May 1st, 2026. That was supposed to release on November 7th, 2025. Right when they said, when like, 
Secret Wars was announced, I knew for a fact that there's no way that that was happening. I feel like um, Blade and Fantastic Four are kind of like they've really those been in are the limbo ones that have been lot. kind of rocky with a lot of stuff going on and just. Get Wesley Snipes back in there. Maybe he can direct the film. I don't know. There, there's all kinds of problems going on with Blade. Well, nice segue to the next uh, top news story. So last month, it was reported that Bassam Tariq had exited as director of Marvel Studios Blade. And now it's announced that production on the project in Atlanta has now been delayed as the search for a new director continues. So um, according to Deadline, crew members on the ground in Atlanta were notified on Tuesday. This is last Tuesday. Uh, with Marvel now looking to restart production in early 2023, the film had previously been set to go before cameras this November and open on November 3rd, 2023. We now know that's been delayed, uh, the release date. So, uh, yeah, they're searching for a new director. I haven't heard too many. Uh, lots of people are wanting uh i know there was like a voice for uh uh michael giacchino who did uh werewolf by night they were wanting him to direct blade but he kind Ooh, of that, that could be yeah a good i think he kind of already said like that wasn't going to happen but um we'll just have to wait and see the, the, it's in that uh whole production purgatory things thing that sometimes uh different uh films go through but uh there's high expectations for a new Blade film, so like because that's kind of a cult I never classic. saw the original ones. So. They're, they're very popular. Um, I, I know that when Wesley Snipes actually was not uh, attached in any way to the new ones, there was a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people that were disappointed in that because to them uh, he is Blade. So I don't know. It, that's it's hard just, when you have to recast for something that you know people are like visually like thinking of somebody else's doing that role yeah there, there's there's a, a level of expectation mm-hmm. that right away uh no matter what you do certain people aren't going to accept so i i mean it, i i have high hopes for it i i think that there there's a lot of uh, a lot of good things that, that that's a good franchise and a good character uh that, that you know could become like a, the next hot thing in the marvel universe or whatever but uh it, it's definitely had its challenges uh to this point obviously just uh kind of getting off the ground and getting running so uh a, as new new news and rumors and everything comes out uh for that uh, be sure to uh stick with us and yeah we'll, we'll talk they'll about figure it out they. eventually they always do yep so uh up next uh marvel's nova project is going to reportedly be released as a special presentation and that's kind of like uh the werewolf by night like not a not a movie not just a a limited series or anything maybe just uh, something kind of in between so earlier this year deadline reported that marvel is developing a nova project with uh sabir perzada who uh worked on moon knight on board to write Uh, There was some speculation at first whether the project was intended for a theatrical release or maybe a series for Disney+. Plus. But now the new rumor is that could be a special presentation. So the news comes from uh, the Cosmic Circus, and they said Nova will be released on Disney+, Plus as a special presentation. According to their source, this presentation will premiere on Disney+, Plus at an unrevealed date at this time. And while details are scarce regarding the show's plot, predictions can be made regarding the upcoming special. We have those predictions up on our website if you want to uh, check those out. But... 
Um, yeah, so I think we've kind of uh, heard lately that some of these new Disney Plus series that were in the works or projects that they might be turned into these Marvel presentations. So our first one was Werewolf by Night. Our next one will be the Guardians of Galaxy Holiday Special, which comes out later this year, but we don't have a release date for that yet. But um, I would expect more of these Marvel I'll tell you what, I actually kind of like these uh, special presentations, and I say that with, like, the air quotes. Like, you, you don't have to commit to a full series or season of something. You don't have to, like, it, it's not like a full, like, limited series. But, like, you know, you, you could take certain characters and do several of these special presentations, mm-hmm. like, almost like little mini-movies. I, I like the, the concept of I that. And I, I, I think that that's kind of an untapped uh, realm that they could explore some of these other and sometimes you know, if- le- lesser characters, side characters, different things within the MCU or whatever, and, like, pull everything together. And it's not, like, a huge time commitment. It's not a huge, um, you know... Uh, Disney's not uh, spending a large amount of money like focusing on like an entire series or whatever. It's kind of a cool thing. I, I hope I that we too. see like, more I of these. I think like you can condense some of these stories into this, you know, shorter realm well, as you, opposed to... You can get a look into like, okay, so the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy, like they've got a holiday special coming up and that you can get a, a glimpse into these characters mm-hmm. Uh, in, in whatever the timeline is, like, you know, like just doing something different. So like, I, I like it. I, I'm on board with this. I think that's a, yeah. a very cool thing. And it's something that before Disney Plus, we never really had an opportunity to uh, right. see that. So so that is a rumor. I just want to clarify. Yeah. It's a rumor for now. It's not been officially announced. But uh, on another side note, uh, Cosmic Circus, follow them on Twitter. It's a yeah, they, they have a lot of great. So, um, as a reminder, speaking of Twitter and all that, uh, you can find links to all of our, our all of our articles on our website, which is DisneyPlusInformer.com. Michelle, you do such a fantastic job in Aww. keeping all these news stories updated on the website. So, as anything breaks, DisneyPlusInformer.com. That's where you find updated daily, many, many times a day. That's where all the news breaks. So uh, let's go ahead and go right into the News Blast segment. Michelle, please go first. We got 10 minutes, and then we've got to get into our review, and then we got to get out of here. So <laughs> Okay, so Disney has released the trailer for The Wonderful Autumn of Mickey Mouse, which will debut on Disney Plus on Friday, November 18th, which also happens to be Mickey's birthday. So in a leafy hamlet, Mickey Mouse is determined to undo the failures of his family's past after inheriting a rundown pumpkin farm from a distant relative and the epic legend of its futility. So we have the trailer up and a poster up on the website if you want to check it out. Um, I enjoy these. We had the winter, spring, summer, and uh, now autumn. Oh, they're great. The The spring was better than the winter. The, the They're great, though. Like Even though... I've said it before. <laughs> it creates a lot of anxiety for you, I know. Like I, I, I need like a like a chill pill before I uh, watch <laughs> those. Uh, Disney Plus has announced the new Latin America original docu series, The Montaneers, is going to premiere exclusively on November 9th with the first five episodes. The Montaneers follows the iconic family of the Montaneers, Ricardo, Marlene, Mao, Ricky, and Evaluna. 
and their significant others, Steffi, Sarah, and Camillo, uh, which have become a veritable phenomenon on social media and whose father is one of the greatest icons of Latin music. Throughout the episodes, viewers will witness, among other things, the challenges that each family member must face while trying to balance their private lives and professional careers always in the public eye, as well as the milestones of their musical lives, their struggles and personal conflicts, and the emotions generated by the expansion of the family as new marriages are celebrated. Sounds interesting. Yeah. So Disney Plus has announced the premiere of the new documentary film, Idina Menzel, Which Way to the Stage, from Disney-branded television. The intimate and inspirational film follows Tony Award-winning icon Idina Menzel on her path to realize a lifelong dream, headlining a concert at Madison Square Garden, her hometown of New York City. Fe- featuring never-before-seen performance footage alongside raw and vulnerable interviews, the documentary follows Idina on a intimate journey as she juggles the challenges of being a working mom and wife on a grueling travel schedule while preparing to take the stage at a legendary arena. So this is directed by filmmaker Anne McCabe and produced in partnership with Ideal Partners. Idina Menzel, which way to the stage, makes its world premiere on December night exclusively on Disney+. Plus. She's such an amazing singer. Yes, she is. Do you remember when John Travolta called her? I knew her, you were going to do that. I, I was like, I was, like, I was waiting a, for you to say when I said her name to like say Adele. What was Adele Z he, or something? Like at the, I don't know <laughs> if it was the Grammys or the Academy Awards or whatever, but he was introducing her yeah. and called her Adele Z. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. So funny. Adam Copeland, Suzanne Cryer, and Jessica Parker Kennedy have joined the cast of the upcoming Disney Plus original series Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Uh, This is based on Disney Hyperion's best-selling book series by award-winning author Rick Riordan. Uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians tells the fantastical story of a 12-year-old modern demigod, Percy Jackson, who's just coming to terms with his newfound divine powers when the sky god Zeus accuses him of stealing his master lightning bolt. With help from his friends Grover and Annabeth, Percy must embark on an adventure of a lifetime to find it and restore order to Olympus. I'm actually really looking forward Mm -hmm. to checking this out. I've never read any of those books because someday I'm going to learn how to read, but um. I know that they're like insanely popular with yeah. younger kids or whatever. And this is a very, very hyped show. And I have like high hopes that it's going to be good. I can't wait to check it out. We've, we've love, talked about yeah, Percy Jackson so many different times. Yeah, and I love how like Rick Riordan has such a hand in this. And it's like on, on site while filming and everything. So he, He's I, more hands-on with, with this. Um, so you than, know it's going to be good. Than... Um, George R. R. Martin with uh, the uh, Game of Thrones and the House of Dragons. Like, I know he's involved with that, but I feel like Rick Riordan is like even more into it because, mm-hmm. like, it's his baby and he's going to make sure that this series is good. So, Absolutely. hopefully, it, I, like I said, I have not read the books, but hopefully, it is, uh, you know, very intertwined with the source material because I, I have a feeling that this is going to be the next big, uh, big hit series oh, for sure. For so. sure. So Todd Field has exited as director and executive producer of Hulu's series adaptation of The Devil in the White City. 
Everyone's leaving this. Oh, the news comes right after Keanu Reeves stepped away from the project last week. We talked about this last week on the podcast. So um, according to Variety, the search is now on for a new director uh, who ordered an eight-episode limited series for the drama in August 2022. This is an adaptation of the 2003 book by Eric Larson. We talked about this last week about uh, the 1883 uh, Chicago World's Fair. Um and Reeves was supposed to play Burnham. He stepped out, so now we have no cast. We have no director. This was supposed to start filming is, in March, I believe. But I'm really disappointed about this because I was so looking forward to this. And, you know, I'm such a huge fan of the book and just... I, I was super excited when Keanu Reeves was originally yeah. attached because I, I, this one, that is one of the book, one book that I have read. And I, I really, <laughs> you really, learned how to read just I, for that book, right? I, 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 I figured it out enough to, I to get the I wonder like what the problem is with this. Like this has been in development for a very long time. It's such it's strong like source material. Yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, it, it's going to be big budget so that it's going to be visually great and like it's such a good story like i don't know like i feel like any big actor would want to be associated with this so yeah what is there's the problem some there, there's... kind of problem where I, and I don't know what it is but this could be spectacular yeah if so done right I, I i will be patient and uh get it right that's all that really ultimately yeah, don't matters do the stephen king under the dome thing <laughs> get oh, it right that... <laughs> Under the Dome on CBS was the worst translation from novel to small screen in the history of Like, that's one of my favorite books ever, and that was just, just ruined. Awful, 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 awful. Here's something that won't be awful because they've already uh, announced that it has been reviewed for a second, renewed for a second season. Marvel's Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur. Uh, Disney branded television has renewed this for the second season ahead of the season one premiere. Uh, the first season of this is going to launch February 10th, 2023 on the Disney channel and shortly thereafter on Disney plus uh, this news, along with a clip from the theme song moon girl magic, which was written and produced by executive music producer, Raphael Sadiq and is going in this performed by the series star diamond white, who is the voice of Lunella, AKA moon girl, was revealed during a Mar Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur panel at New York's Comic Con. Uh, that was just like a week or so ago. So that's going to be a big hit. So the release date has been announced for 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. It will release in theaters on May 24th, 2024. Production on the film just started in Disney Studios Australia. Plot details for the next installment have been kept under wraps, but starts an all-new chapter in the Ape Saga, which reportedly picks up many years after the conclusion of 2017's War for the Planet of the Apes. The reimagined film stars Owen Teague, Freya Allen, Kevin Durant, Peter Macon, and Eka Darville. Disney is developing a live-action fantasy and sci-fi-infused feature film that is inspired by the classic Middle East folktale collection 1001 Nights, which is also known as Arabian Nights. This project, currently titled 1001 Nights, is being written, written by and executive produced by Arash Amel, 
Uh, plot details are being kept under wraps, but Deadline reports that this will be an original take drawn from the ancient folktales and will be a standalone IP not related to any existing Disney properties, such as their Aladdin franchise. Aladdin's Wonderful Lamp is one of the stories contained in the Arabian Nights collection, uh, along with other well-known stories uh, such as Alibaba and the Forty Thieves and the Seven Voyages of Sinbad the Sailor. Uh, this, this work uh, was collected over many centuries by various authors, translators, and scholars across West, Central, and South Asia and North Africa. Some of the stories, including Aladdin, were added in later editions. Uh, if it's anything like uh, Aladdin or mm -hmm. whatever, then sign me up. So Ryan Reynolds and Disney are teaming up to develop a new live-action movie based on the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, which is featured in several Disney Parks theme park attractions. So uh, Keith Nguyen, who is the writer and co-director of Disney's upcoming animated movie Strange World, will write the film. Um, he also co-wrote Raya and the Last Dragon. Reynolds produces with his executives at his banner Maximum Effort. And then according to The Hollywood Reporter, this new feature project is different than the upcoming Disney Plus series from exec producer and writer Ron Moore that is also based on the sea idea. Moore's series is set in the Magic Kingdom universe where the theme lands and characters of Disney parks and classic films exist in another reality. Nguyen's take of the feature pursues alternative angles to see mythology in present day by adding a new supernatural element to the history and following new characters not present in the original sea lore. So I'm actually looking forward to this. I mean, if you uh, visit Disney parks, you've seen uh, some of these names of these sea members like Harrison Hightower III, uh, Lord Henry Mystic, Barnabas Bullion, uh, Mary Oceaner, Dr. Albert Falls. Um, they're in Big Thunder Mountain, Mystic Manor, Hong Kong Disneyland, Jungle Cruise. So uh, if you visit Disney parks, you might be familiar with this. Nice. Uh, according to a new casting rumor, Lars... Lars Mikkelsen has been cast to play Grand Admiral Thrawn in the upcoming Ahsoka series. Uh, Mikkelsen previously provided the voice of Thrawn in Star Wars Rebels, but uh, you know th this is just a rumor, so until it's confirmed by Disney or Lucasfilm, we will treat it as such. This rumor comes from at underscore Christopher M, who revealed the news on social media, which we have a link to on our website. That's it for the news this week. It's review time, Michelle. Okay. And I know that this review is near and dear to your heart it because is. you were able to recently interview the composers for this film, which yeah. uh, will be the subject of our next podcast that we put up shortly after this one uh so rosalind it's a retelling or a kind of different adaptation of william shakespeare's romeo and juliet right um it, it, it's different it's i guess you give us a rundown yeah. of, of what well, this is about give me the synopsis, synopsis first and then we'll talk about it so 
Rosalind, like you said, is a fresh and comedic twist on Shakespeare's classic love story, Romeo and Juliet, told from the perspective of Juliet's cousin, Rosalind, who is played by Caitlin Deaver. Played um, fabulously by yes, Caitlin Deaver. Um, who also happens to be Romeo's recent love interest. Heartbroken when Romeo, who is played by Kyle Allen, meets Juliet, who is played by Isabella Merced, and begins to pursue her, Rosalind schemes to foil the famous romance and win back her guy uh this is directed by karen main it also stars uh sean teal mini driver and bradley whitford so uh let's talk about so first of all i feel like this definitely has an inspiration from the early 2000 movies like she's all that um 10 things i hate about you Definitely got those vibes. Um, it's got those it, vibes. Yeah. And I love that it takes this classic story that everybody is familiar with, like Romeo and Juliet, but puts a twist on it and then it brings it back into modern day. I, it had comedy. It was lighthearted. Um, I love how, I love the costumes. I love the cast. Um, the costumes, the cast, the set design. The, the set design. The, the music. music what, yeah. Especially which, was all very well done. Um, I've never been the biggest fan of like the Romeo and Juliet story. So like just that aspect of it does not, um, does not resonate with me like, you know, oh my gosh, I, I, I love it. Like, whatever, like, it, it's not necessarily for me. But with that said, that setting for this mo- this film, uh, just like the, the different twist on it, the the actor's portrayal of it, the settings, and again, the, the music and everything, it I was surprised how much I liked it mm-hmm. uh, be, because the, this movie is not for me. But... I, I got through it's it. It's definitely and, a rom-com. And, and, um, and I enjoyed it enough yeah. to where I would be able to recommend it to people that just want something to, you know, waste an hour and a half of your time and maybe not waste, but like spend an hour and a half of your time just, you know, zoning out. It's not offensively bad or offensively great in any way it's just it's it's a solid movie like they did a they did a good job they did a great across the board and i just i loved um not only the story but i loved how the music was kind of like sewn in or woven into the it really uh made a difference like 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 my to emotional aspect uh, like the music really made an impact yeah they just they they did a really good job visually um the the cinematography mm-hmm. for, for for just being like a a hulu release or whatever like it, it was very well done in the regards of like cinematography sound design set design uh musical score like all of that was just absolutely top notch and like that is where I, maybe that is what even though i would say like just like as a as a story and 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 just like the type of movie that it was maybe not would not have been necessarily for me i did did you I, like those early 2000 rom-com films though like only you into it? like i was only if they starred freddie prince jr <laughs> no i mean yeah the so one thing is Kyle Allen, who portrayed Romeo, he had a striking resemblance to Heath Ledger. He did. Right? Yeah. 
like right away i'm like oh my god you know like it was really striking yeah i i i liked all of the actors that 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 portrayed these characters i i think everyone did a really good job it was uh, from from a production standpoint the film was top notch i Again, if I'm taking a point or two away from this, it's just because you're not into those. I'm not. I'm I'm not into those type of movies so much. But I can totally see how you or someone Mm -hmm. else that might be more into that style. Like I, I can see the, um, you know, why you would like that. Again, it, it, it. I didn't find anything in it offensively bad i didn't find anything it's of just it. not like, your thing yeah it wasn't my thing but i can i can confidently score this movie based off of so what would you give the score i'm giving it the score the score the score of the movie not yeah. the, not the yeah, score no, no, for no. the score okay no. the score for the movie i i would i'm gonna give it a solid 7.5 okay so i would give it an eight so you're not we're not too far off but yeah it, it, it wasn't my thing, but I got through it, and I, I, I didn't not enjoy myself, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I would definitely recommend it. Definitely watch it. It's on Hulu in the U.S. It's on Star Plus in Latin America and Disney Plus in all other territories right now. Go ahead, stream it. I don't think you'll be disappointed with it. Um, like, like, like I said, it, it, it's like kind of like the the – the backstory is that timeless Romeo and Juliet tale with a new twist on it. So, um, you know, I, I like how they changed up uh, again, that acting performances were top notch. Uh, th- there were some, some pretty humorous moments. I thought like, I, mm-hmm. I, I liked it. it. It was good. It wasn't for me, but it was good. Yeah. And then, you know, be sure to check out, we got to interview, um, you got to interview <laughs> drum and lace and Ian Holquist who provide the score for the film. So we have a written review on the website. There'll be another podcast episode with an interview from them. So be sure to check it out because they did an amazing job. I love the music for this. That kind of like ties into the strong points of the film that, that I liked, like, and maybe listening to your interview with with them, like it, it really did give me like some really cool uh, insight into what goes into mm-hmm. scoring a film like this. Like you know, like what what are the insp- like what are the inspirations for for this? How do you like you know? It, it's a film that's like kind of like, like comedy about, and everything. Yeah, and when you like listen how, and you like hear like how it fits. So well into the movie it's like it's just it's top-notch production right it's amazing to me yeah so how they pull that off and and that's just like that's a cool like aspect if you're watching any any movie not just like rosalind or whatever like just like thinking about like what these artists do not just the the actors that are on screen or the director behind the screen like everything that goes into making these types of films, like the inspirations and how they do it. Like when you, when you really like delve deep into it and get behind the scenes, it's really cool to see and to hear the insight of what Mm. goes into it. So definitely be sure to check out uh, Michelle's interview with them that we're, we're going to post uh, basically shortly after we post this podcast, because it's really some fascinating insight and they did such a great job on, on the score of that really, really cool stuff. That's going to do it for our episode. Did you score? What, you gave it an eight, right? I gave it an eight. I gave, I gave it a seven and a half. Good film. Go go check it out. It, it, not a waste of your time. 
That's going to do it for our episode this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you come back in two weeks because we will not have a new episode next week. But uh, be sure to join us in two weeks. Take a moment to rate and review. And most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. We would totally appreciate that. Be sure to visit us at DisneyPlusInformer.com. That's where you'll find all the latest news, rumors, reviews, release schedules, and more. You can email us at podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. If you've got any comments, critiques, questions, suggestions, insults, whatever you want, <laughs> Only email, <laughs> email us, podcast at Disney Plus Informer. We will respond to you if you email us. That's a guarantee. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at More Disney Plus. Be sure to stop by and visit our Facebook page. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you later. See you later. Bye. Bye.